The Final Fight Babylon versus New Jerusalem by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. There are two prominent women at the end of the age. Each of us are a part of or influenced by one or the other spiritually as well as physically. One is diabolically evil, the other righteous, holy. It is easy to be fooled, as the evil one may be extravagantly and seemingly divinely dressed, ministering from wonderful edifices, and are seemingly solid and stable, because they never change. They, therefore, grow in numbers, not their understanding of end-time truth. She backs the world systems and is influential in all of its affairs. She is arrogant, sure of herself. The world loves her, much like Queen Vashti in the book of Esther. Revelation chapter 18 verses 1 through 5 gives a clear warning to God's people to help them make the correct choice. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. Could this be Michael that was to stand up for the best part of Israel in the last days, according to Daniel chapter 12, verse 1? And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. She is no longer in God's grace, and has become a dwelling place of demons. Those found in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. A prison for every foul spirit. Many of those chosen for leadership turned out to be vessels the enemy works through. And a cage for every unclean and hated bird. Vultures. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Their allegiance is to man, nations, countries, not God. The kings of the earth have committed fornication. She has very much been a part of the world's political scene. With her and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Robes, habits, vestments, all kinds of religious paraphernalia. Plus church has been a very big business. Investments, lands and properties bought and sold. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Please pay attention here. Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. COVID, fires, locusts, earthquakes, on and on, and all signs of the end. For her sins have reached to heaven. God's prayer warriors lift testimonies to God against her and her spouse, as well as all she represents. And God has remembered her iniquities. She will pay for all her ungodly acts, and we do not want to be punished with her. So if we are to come out of her, we need to know who she is and what she is. As we read the above scriptures, it is quite plain she is evil, wicked, and righteous ones want no part of her. Revelation chapter 17 verse 18 shows us what she is. And the woman, Satan's bride, whom you saw, is that great city, the counterfeit of the city of New Jerusalem, 
which reigns over the kings of the earth. She holds hands with the world systems. She encompasses all the world's religious systems, secret societies, etc. Revelation chapter 17 verses 5 and 6 shows us her name. And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery, Babylon the Great. This is who she is, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. This is what she is, the mother of the world's evil, Satan's wife. I saw the woman, drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. See why she will experience the wrath of God? And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement, because she was once beautiful and loved by King Yahweh. His son gave his life for her. Like Vashti of the scroll of Esther, she was rebellious, lawless, and was therefore replaced. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 15 and 16 shows us why to run from the harlot. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Remember, she is the mother of them all. Certainly not. We want to come out of her quickly. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. This is spiritually as well as physically, so God's people surely do not want to be one flesh with Satan, as is Mystery Babylon. Her counterpart is found in Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 3. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The earth will remain, but the world of Satan will be destroyed, and all that belong to it. For the first heaven and the first earth, better translation would be world or inhabited earth, had passed away. Also, there was no more sea, no more sin and rebellion, the lawless sea of humanity. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, God's bride, coming down out of heaven from God. This city John saw descending to earth was designed in heaven and a part of God's plan before he rested, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, the Lord. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle, we are God's house, of God is with men on earth, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Again, he dwells in us, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? So we see the supernatural sees Babylon as a city as it does New Jerusalem. Both cities made up of people are seen as brides. One is spawned by the tree of good and evil, the other the offspring of the tree of life. Now here is a law of God to consider. Matthew 
Chapter 7, verses 15 through 20. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Law. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. How to properly judge people. You see, Scripture tells us the leaves of the good tree heal the nations, while the leaves of the evil tree weaken them. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12 reveals why the leaves of the evil tree weaken us. How you were fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. And he does this through those that are not a part of the body of Christ. Revelation chapter 22 verse 2, the righteous tree. In the middle of its street of New Jerusalem, and on either side of the river, living waters of truth, was the tree of life, Jesus, which bore twelve fruits, government of God, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, the government of God, the body of Christ. Side note, did you know the word leaf Number 6763, from 6760 in Strong's Concordance, Hebrew section, can also be translated side, chamber, door, rib, branch. So when Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 20, the means of escaping God's wrath in the end, we will have a much better idea of what to do, won't we? Come, my people, into your chambers, the side, the door, to the body of Christ, and shut your doors behind you. Be separate from the world and close to God's people. At the time God says, Enough is enough. I am ending all evil. Addressing the body of Christ, Hide yourself, be gathered together in the body, as it were, for a little moment, until the indignation is past. Thankfully, the spiritual house of God is formed as His body comes together. It is His dwelling place, their hiding place. In other words, we will enter into the group of people that live in God's spiritual city, and just as old Jerusalem was governed and protected by Mount Zion, so we will come under the spiritual covering of the Mount Zion of Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 and 23. 
but you have come to Mount Zion, God's government, and to the city of the living God, New Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem, his bride, to an innumerable company of angels. She is guarded and protected from above. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, Jesus, who are registered, recorded in heaven, our names are written in his book of life. To God, the judge of all, thankfully Jesus jubilated his people and returned us to the Father. To the spirits of just men made perfect, through the blood of the Lamb, we will be spiritually perfect. Just as God's city and house is made up of people, so is his mountain he governs through. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 through 13 reveals what Zion is made of. And he himself, Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. The fivefold ministers he protects, teaches, and governs through. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith, have the same vision, focus, one mind, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, not the moldy message of the world's church with no end-time instruction, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, the perfected body of Christ, ready to help bring restoration to creation. Isaiah prophesied of God's end-time government long ago. Through his government, he would teach, protect, guide, gather, and restore. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, Jesus. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, the body of Christ's shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In his body is the fullness of the Godhead because it is in him. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, Christ the King is the seed of David the tribe of Judah, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. He chooses those he chooses to govern through. His leadership is not hired by man. Did you know Lucifer, or Satan, was actually designed by God to cover his government but instead he aspired to be God. Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 14 reveals this. You were the anointed cherub. He is an angel who covers his vocation. He was assigned. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God, Zion. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. Satan was created for this, and it is his destiny in God's rest. But he chose not to walk it, and rebelled, 
so he is no longer in God's rest or his will. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 14. Here is his choice. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. What pride and arrogance. So do we see and understand who is over the house of Satan and who his city is? Now understand this. Those who govern Babylon are ones previously chosen by God to be leaders of his people. But as Satan was to cover, they also rebelled and chose to do their thing. These two were defective and just as rebellious, untrainable, and lawless as their master. They are Esau's, and their mountain is the counterfeit of Zion, Mount Seir. Esau's are those that were born again, filled by the Spirit of God, experiencing Pentecost but turned from their calling to government office to fulfill their own agendas, live their own lifestyle, and are not walking worthy of the vocation they were called to. Like their father at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 19, they will be destroyed. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 19. But you, Satan, Lucifer, are cast out of your grave, not worthy of burial, like an abominable branch from the tree of good and evil, like the garment of those who are slain, no use for him, thrust through with a sword, destroyed by truth, who go down to the stones of the pit, those who are in hell, like a corpse trodden underfoot. That will be his importance. Here also is the fall of Mount Seir, his mountain. Ezekiel chapter 35, verses 12 through 14. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have heard all your blasphemies which you have spoken against the mountains of Israel, saying, They are desolate, they are given to us to consume. Thus with your mouth you have boasted against me and multiplied your words against me. I have heard them. They were not coming after man in God's eyes, but against him. Thus says the Lord God, The whole earth will rejoice when I make you desolate. As truth is faithfully released from New Jerusalem and Mount Zion by Christ, Mount Seir and Babylon are responsible for the many lies and false doctrines that has blinded the minds of the world's people over the ages at Satan's command. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 Whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For instance, much of the world celebrates the Sabbath rest on the first of the week, whereas God told His people to enter His rest at the end of the week. Six days God worked, and on the seventh He rested and blessed that day of rest. The first of the week is Sunday. The last is Saturday. Matthew chapter 28 verse 1 will help us see this. Now after the Sabbath, Saturday, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Sunday, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary 
came to see the tomb. Mark chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. Now when the Sabbath was passed over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices, that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, Sunday, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. Luke chapter 24, verse 1. Now on the first day of the week, Sunday after Sabbath, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. So Jesus died on Preparation Day, Friday, was in the grave by the end of that day, all of Sabbath, Saturday, and in the dawning of the first day of the week, Sunday, he rose from the tomb. So Sabbath, Saturday, that starts at the close of Preparation Day, Friday, at sunset, is the day to commune with the Lord, as we see in Exodus chapter 31, verses 16 and 17. Exodus chapter 31, verses 16 and 17. Therefore, the children of Israel, if you were born again through Christ, you are Abraham's seed. Check it out in Galatians chapter 3, verses 27 through 29. Shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant, God's law. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. Do we see this? For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Notice, he was refreshed. Remember in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, God said Satan weakened the nations. Well, Babylon, through her false doctrines, has truly aided her husband in this regard, and his mountain has taught and pushed her lies to the majority of mankind. You see, science has revealed that the whole universe operates in a rhythm of seven cycles. There is like a reset button, known as a cue, or time-giver that if life is interrupted or out of harmony, this reset button puts them back in harmony or rhythm. This rhythm has been discovered in the simplest form of bacteria. The inherent rhythm has to do with the internal logic of the body, not the external logic of the world. It seems our bodies have a rhythm of seven days, 24-hour days, that is innate or built into us also. Sabbath is a cue or a reset that, as it refreshed God, refreshes us, renews us, restores our bodies to God's perfect cycle and timing. See why evil Babylon encourages us to enter God's rest on the first day of the week? Makes us out of order in harmony with God and all of the universe. It weakens us. Here is an example of another widely spread lie. How many have been taught, once saved, you are forever saved? Let us look at what Scripture teaches, though. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9-11 through 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, 
nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed through baptism and the blood of the Lamb, but you were sanctified, set apart from the world, and these things listed above. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27 But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Paul knew he could lose out. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. The lawless will not. Revelation chapter 3, verse 5 is very plain. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name. He testifies he knows them personally, before my Father and before his angels. But what if we do not overcome? Babylon, however, wants to make sure we do not overcome. She thrives on our confusion. To dispel another lie, let us read Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they, these are people, may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. As you can plainly see, this scripture speaks of people being trees of righteousness, a planting of the Lord. Yet Babylon has convinced many Eve ate an apple in the garden, making the tree of good and evil an apple tree. Satan, rather, is an evil tree, one that bears evil fruit, as we saw in Matthew chapter 7, verse 18. An apple tree, really? How childish! Matthew chapter 7, verse 18, speaks of people as trees as well. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. On top of that, Babylon taught her people Eve actually spoke to a literal snake too, forgetting to read Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world through his government, spiritual Mount Seir, and his bride. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And did you know that the word serpent in the garden, number 5172, in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary means prognosticator? magician, enchanter, not a literal serpent. There are ever so many lies and false teachings, but one of the most dangerous, I believe, is the misinformation concerning baptism of the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus said he would send another in his place to teach us all things. But the Helper, 
the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things. This is how we hear from God, refresh our brains with His knowledge, get our direction, and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Without scriptures brought to our minds, we would constantly break the law, or at least not get direction from it. Besides, without the Holy Spirit's infilling, our human spirit is not equipped with His ability or nature, and we would remain Adam. We want to be restored to God's image. We need the Spirit to teach our spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 But the natural man, when not baptized in the Spirit, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5 shows us the correct way to teach people. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. The early church that knew Christ personally believed. Remember how the house shook when the Spirit entered? That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 10 verses 44 through 46. While Peter, one that was with the Lord, was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished the converted ones from Judaism. As many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speak with tongues. This is the evidence of being Spirit-filled and magnified God. Then Peter answered, Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, not the title Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, comes with the baptism in Christ's name, Jesus. The Word says those that believe will be saved. We have to believe the whole gospel, however, not just the part we want to see and believe. The demons see and believe. There's been such a thick veil of deception spread over the world's churches by Babylon and Mount Seir that her people are spiritually blinded. You can see, while there must be a clear warning from Zion and an obedient great falling away from the world's religious systems, the old queen. Otherwise, many will remain trapped, imprisoned, and held captive by her. In closing, Understand, there is a tremendous spiritual fight going on at this moment between the two women and the mountains that cover them. As stated in the opening of this message, each of us have a part in their battle, or at least influenced by it. Whose side are we on? Let us take a closing look at the lyrics of this song.
the bride. 